Hello, welcome to this podcast. I'm Richard Clayton, Chief Correspondent at Lloyd's List. In a contribution to a Lloyd's List podcast in December 2021, ABS Chairman, President and Chief Executive Officer Christopher Vernicki described the immediate, mid-term and long-term challenges for shipping. He said ship owners needed to be able to future-proof their vessels in the face of environmental, operational, regulatory and societal expectations. The answer to this, of course, lies in actionable intelligence gained from analysis of processed data. But such a statement is way too general. Our industry is driven by data. It is said shipping now produces more data in two days than we produced in a single year less than 10 years ago. And the pace of change will only get faster and more complex, especially for the mariner. Seafarers are at the front line of the transition to a sustainable future. They need all the help we can offer in the form of simple, powerful and reliable software applications and analytical tools. Now, this is being done. But what does it mean in practice? What will the next generation of software applications enable mariners to do? How are shore-based teams working with mariners to manage risk? Risk of failing to meet decarbonization KPIs, risk of failing to embrace voyage optimization, risk of missing out on proactive maintenance and repair programs. To dig a little deeper into future proofing and analytical tools, I'm joined on this podcast by Evan Gooch, president of ABS Nautical Systems at ABS Group, and Smarty Matthew John. Vice President, Digital Solutions at ABS. Evan and Smarty, welcome to this podcast. Thanks, Richard. Thank you for having us. Um, So, Evan, is the pace of digitalization in shipping growing steadily or exponentially in your view? So in my view, shipping is is following the trends of many other industries. We see that digitalization is exponentially increasing in every every industry. We, If we look back at 1965, Gordon Moore made a statement where he said, the size of transistors on microchips are, incre- are doubling every year. This doesn't really apply to what we're seeing now is in terms of transistors, but what we're seeing is that the pace of technology just keeps increasing and increasing and increasing. We look at we look at things that are available to our mariners that were not available five, six years ago, including you know the low Earth orbiting satellites that we're seeing for better internet connection, the uh, the the quality of data on the vessel with companies that are are taking in machinery analytics, they're taking in you know terabytes of data, and it's just amazing the amount of digitalization, the amount of data that we're getting every day off these vessels. I see this as something that's not decreasing, but continually increasing and will continue to increase so that we can have better analytics and have better performance and maintenance of our vessels. Okay, so if that is the case, trying to keep up with new digital solutions is beyond the expectations of a humble second officer on the bridge, or even, dare I say it, the humble CEO. So what is ABS doing to address this? So one of the things that's important to ABS and to nautical systems is that as we develop new software and new systems, that it's discoverable. Everybody's used to having their cell phone on them. They download a new app, and the apps don't usually come with a lot of instructions. It's how can I get from point A to point B? How can I do what I want to do? 
and it's easy to figure out. So any new software development, any way it interacts with the user, that entire user experience needs to be designed in such a way that makes it discoverable, that there doesn't need to be weeks and weeks of training. And when you do that, when you make something simple and discoverable, it's, e it's easy for people to wrap their heads around. Easy to implement, easy for the CEO to get his head around. And that's when technology becomes more powerful. If it's overly complicated, if it's too hard to set up, too hard to use, it doesn't end up getting used and therefore it doesn't provide the value that it should. So as it goes forward, ABS is committed to making sure that the technology that's presented, the things that are put into the mariner's hands, put into the ship owner's hands, are easy enough to use so that they can get the full value that they see out of them, that they need out of them. Thank you. Um, Smarty, let's turn to you. Um, before we look at ABS My Digital Fleet, which is your risk management platform, what were the challenges that you set out to get to grips with when this project was on the drawing board? Yeah, th thanks, Richard, for having me here. Um, I would say that some of the key pain points that we heard from our clients time and time again was the fact that, uh, as kind of Evan pointed out, as, as mariners, as um, crew on board the vessel, as well as the shoreside teams, they were having to go out and access a number of different data sources, a number of different standalone applications that they are subscribing to, let's say one for weather, one for the positions of the vessel, one for their commercial contracts, another one for more of the technical management for maintenance and, and other activities. And each one of this would have to be um, sort of looked at independently and then also related to each other to be able to make an effective decision, which is a lot of uh, energy and time that the mariner and the crew as well as the shoreside teams are spending just being able to filter through the information, bring everything together into one place so that they can actually make a good decision. And bringing in efficiency into that process was the very first goal when we started off on this journey was to set up a unified platform where all the information, whether it's related to commercial aspects, technical aspects, or operational aspects, bring all of them together into one single pane for decision-making. The second pain point that we heard was really in relation to how there was a lot of dynamics in the market in terms of regulations coming up, whether it is leading up to the ambitious goal of the IMO 2030 and the 2050 net zero goals. How do we as operators, as uh, charters, manage our vessels in a better way that we can actually get towards these goals and how do we know how far we have progressed so the idea was to be able to connect to sensors on both the vessels or use existing noon reports improve the quality of the data of the noon reports and actually track continuously how the vessels are performing and how the fleet is performing in in relation to its sustainability goals and targets with that the the operational lever that you have to adjust or refine was really giving some guidance using more optimization machine learning type of capabilities in terms of what would be my optimal speed that I would have to go when I'm underway in open seas in order for me to lower my fuel consumption and reduce my carbon footprint. So very practical guidance mm. that the mariners can use. And, sure. and finally, it was tying together like the structural, machinery, environmental, and operational aspects to present a live view of your fleet. So think of a map on a screen where 
I can see my entire fleet and each vessel is color coded in red, amber and green, making me pay attention very quickly to those vessels that need actions right now and the vessels that are doing just fine. So again, a lot of efficiency gains and a holistic view of my daily operations. So simple and powerful. Um, how long has my digital fleet been active and what's the feedback been so far? So my digital fleet has been active since about September of 2020 is when we had our first customer who who we worked with together was a was an effort in partnership with them to develop the platform. And uh, so it's been a little over a year and a half now that it's been in operation and the feedback's been very positive. One of the things, as Evan mentioned, we are very proud of is that all our applications and everything that we have actually built has been in partnership with active clients. Um, so, so Evan, we, we talk about client feedback there. I mean, does your relationship with the clients actually drive product development? Oh, absolutely. The, the customer is is key in everything that we do. Um, we don't design pro, you know, nautical systems. We don't own vessels. We don't operate vessels. So to make a system that's good for us to use is, is kind of pointless. We have to make a system that's right for the customers to use. That grows everything we do in terms of it crewing, maintenance and purchasing, spare parts management. We just released our, released our e-logs, our electronic logbooks, and that was completely designed with the, with the Mariner in mind to be able to take the tasks they do on a daily basis, make them easier, and keep, keep better records. So everything we do is focused on the Mariner, focused on the ship owner, focused on the, the maritime market. Um, that client feedback is absolutely crucial in everything that we do. And I'm sure that's the same for you, Smarty. Yeah, pretty much. I think getting that uh, first-hand information and feedback from them as you design the application from ground up is just really important so that you're tailoring the applications and its usability, the experience towards the um, intended um, you know, client base. So it's interesting how the shipping industry is moving towards a state of partnership. Uh, ship owners, managers, charterers, class, all moving in the direction of sustainability. How important, Smarty, is that partnership for stakeholders? Very, very important. I think this is a realization that's come into the industry, you know, in, in the recent times, again, driven by the sustainability and decarbonization needs of the industry. Primarily because if you think about the decarbonization problem, it's a very um, it's a problem between these stakeholders in terms of just making sure that expectations are aligned. And there are commercial constraints that come into play. There are operational constraints that come into play. And being able to effectively manage both of these aspects in relation to your more ambitious goal of meeting your sustainability targets is clearly the big driver. So you need the financial institutions, you need the charters to be very much aligned in saying that I would like to operate the vessels in a way that the, the overall carbon footprint is reduced by, let's say, an X percentage. And you want the operators to be able to look at the, the speed of the vessels, the consumption of the vessels, and be able to aspire to reach towards those targets. And when you have those exceptions or cases where or for reasons related to safety, for reasons that may be beyond the control of the vessel, that they had to make exceptions. It should be very clear to all parties and all stakeholders that there is there are reasons why those exceptions were made and how does that impact my overall 
trajectory towards my sustainability targets. And it's a continuous improvement cycle. So I would say very important relationship between the stakeholders and for all of them to be aligned in order for this to really work. So let's let's turn to CII and EEXI, which are these acronyms that uh, everyone's talking about at the moment. So the carbon intensity indicator and the energy efficiency index for uh, existing ships. Um, and they are pushing us towards sustainable shipping. Um, Evan, ABS Nautical Systems, are you ready for the challenge of CII and EEXI? So I, I believe that as part of ABS, Nautical Systems is definitely ready for the challenge. We've got a system that rides on board the vessels, able to monitor the daily workings. It's able to, then you, you tack on my digital fleet, you have the ability to analyze the data that's coming back. Um, you mix these technologies that enable this with, you know, 160 years of experience at ABS and all the all the experience within this company that, that comes with it. I think that ABS is going to be on the leading edge of helping with CII and EEXI um, in terms of formulas, in terms of monitoring, in terms of how do we have more fuel efficient vessels? How do we get to that carbon zero? So I, th I think that we're well positioned to be um, definitely industry leaders in this area. And the last word to you, Smarty, my digital fleet, you've, you've had it running now for uh, over a year. Um, are you where you want to be with this technology? Yeah, definitely. I, I think we have come a long way in terms of capabilities from fuel consumption monitoring to asset health management to voyage optimization and now uh, vessel performance being the latest addition in terms of capabilities. So I think we have a really good set of um, features that, that will help the industry in both its digitalization and decarbonization journey. And the effort doesn't stop here as, as we have a product innovation team that's working very closely with our clients hand in hand to look out for what needs to be done next. Whether it's in terms of preparing the platform for handling alternate fuels, whether it's biofuels, ammonia, or LNG interim fuels, as well as looking out for the continuously changing landscape of regulations, uh, both in terms of um, market-based measures that ports may be implementing or financial institutions, as well as the ones that are regulatory driven and making sure that we are always staying one step ahead in order to make sure that our clients are even more prepared to embrace these changes in both technology and the regulatory landscape. That's, that's our ambition. Thank you. It's increasingly obvious that no ship owner has all the answers when it comes to future proofing his fleet. No equipment maker or fuel supplier is likely to provide us with a silver bullet. Collaboration in the form of partnerships and alliances will be the way forward. By focusing on the needs of the mariner in the nautical systems capability and on the fleet manager for my digital fleet, ABS is showing that partnerships will be the only way to tackle shipping's digital challenges. So my thanks to Evan Gooch and Smarty Matthew John, and thank you to you for listening to this Lloyd's List podcast. <laughs>